Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life, encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends through perspectives of hope in Jesus Christ. Our show in New England is an extension of a program that I did for many years in Hawaii. Today we reach back into the vault and I've got a special one for you. Open your heart. Hear what the Lord has to say to you today. Have you experienced fear ever since that the world is closing in on you? Do you feel trapped? Or, maybe more simply put, claustrophobia? Do you feel trapped in a relationship? Is there a sense of panic because of health or finances? How do you get through that? The Lord sends Dr. Marla to join us from Branson, Missouri, whose worldwide ministry reminds us of God's hope in Jesus, that in God, with God, all things are possible. We pause here, as we typically do at the beginning of our show, to remind you, dear friend, the reason we have the Good Life Radio program is to lead you closer and closer to Jesus Christ. No matter how difficult things may seem to be right now, how, how trapped, how claustrophobic, there is always hope in Jesus. Dear one, in Jesus who loves you so much, he died on the cross for your sins. Jesus shed his precious blood on that cross to wash your sins away. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again from the grave. And today, this moment, this moment, the living Christ reaches out to you. Will you turn to him? You know, that's our, that's our prayer, that you would turn, that you repent of your way, repent of your sins, turn to God and God's way. See what God will do in and through you even now. Dr. Marla is an author, radio talent, and TV host for a national Christian program on GEB Network, which reaches 38 million households internationally. She teaches at conferences, universities, chapels, churches, and various other gatherings. She earned a Master of Arts in Theological Studies and a Doctor of Ministry with an emphasis in theology that included studies at Israel's Jerusalem University College. She's married to an emergency room physician, Dr. Ray Woodmancy. They have four children. Dr. Marla, welcome. Welcome to our show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to be there. In, I wish I was there in person in Hawaii, but I'm so happy to be here on the phone with you. <laughs> well, we're honored to have you with us. We get that all the time, but... We, we hold the sentiments of people who are not here. We hold it with great delicacy and tenderness because we do uh, appreciate the privilege of being 
in this paradise. But you have been touched by God. You live a life of paradise through Christ. Dr. Marla, where did you grow up? I grew up in a very small town called Pitcher, Oklahoma, in the state of Oklahoma. Interestingly, the town I grew up in is a ghost town now. Um, it's no longer there, but it was a lead mining town that the lead caused um, poison in the in the water system. And so the government came in and closed down the town about 15 years ago. And now it's a ghost town. But prior to growing up in that small hometown of Pitcher, Oklahoma, I was adopted at three months old. So I was born in this world. I was unwanted. I was in a pregnancy, conceived in a pregnancy, and was not planned by the woman. And um, when she birthed me, she didn't have a husband. She gave me up for adoption. Um, at the at the time of my birth, I went into foster care systems with no recollection and no history that I know of in the first three months of my life. Other than a birth certificate stating that I was born, I know nothing about the first three months of my life. Um, but by the grace of God, and we know that God knew us even before we're in our mother's womb, so God ordained my being. I know that because God is the one that ordains every person's life. So I was predestined and pre-planned by God, but uh, at three months old, I went to a wonderful, loving home and was adopted at three months old. And so my whole childhood and growing up, I lived in that small mining town of Pitcher, Oklahoma. Your adopted family it's it sounds like from what i what i've read that it was a solid upbringing who would you say influenced you most in your growing up years well i would say that of course my parents but there was a lady in our school system who was a very classy lady that loved the Lord, and she did everything with excellence, and she was smart, she had an education degree, and she loved children, and so she ended up being an elementary principal, elementary school teacher principal, and then later in my high school years, she was one of my mentors, and I was actually a cheerleader in high school, and she was ended up being our cheerleading sponsor. But um, she was just um, a woman that seemed like she gave all of her problems to the Lord. She she did not allow her life to be stressed by the world. She lived in a in a state of peace, and so I knew that there was something different about her. The the peace that passes all understanding was on her life, and I knew that was someday how I wanted to be. And so I would watch her and listen to her, and she always had positive sayings, and she just was a light in this world. And so um, then later in life, after high school, I went to college, and then I married, 
and I married, unfortunately, I married unequally yoked, and I ended up divorced after about six years of marriage, and that was a very challenging time. I was, I ended up, I had two children during that marriage. I was a single mother, and during that time of being a single mom, that lady came alongside me at a difficult time in my life and even showed me a deeper love and compassion. Um, she encouraged me to go back to college to get a teaching degree because that was something in my heart was teaching. And I did. I became an elementary school teacher as I was a single mom. And it really, you know, it seems like God put certain people in your pathway along our lives, um, someone that can influence us in a way that we never could really understand growing up or even during the time of being a single mom, you don't really understand the the positioning of the Lord and who he puts in, in those times until later on, you know, later on, that's been 25 years ago when I was a single mom. And later on, you look back and you go, God, you are so good. You put someone in my life all those years that really made an impact on my life. And then I would say, honestly, even though I made the wrong choice to marry the wrong person, I would honestly say, Danny, that throughout my life, um, God was, was with me. I knew that there was something in my life that was unusual and different compared to people around me in my classes, like growing up in grade school and high school. It's almost like I had a mark on me and I was preordained and predestined to to carry God's word. I, I would choose things differently than most people. I would try to choose things that I felt like would make God happy. And, you know, it's just like the enemy to try to trip me up and put the wrong man in my life at the wrong time. And I ended up marrying him naively, uh, thinking he was going to be the right one. Um, but, you know, God has grace. We make mistakes and the enemy likes to try to trip us up because what God had planned for my life was an international ministry to reach people for his kingdom. I didn't know that at the time. And so then after... Um, I was single and became a school teacher in my adult years after that divorce. God led me at a church to meet over a hurt ankle, uh, hurt my ankle in the churchyard. Um, I met a wonderful emergency room physician that was a godly man who traveled the world to do medical missions part-time, and then he worked full-time in the emergency room. And so we met, and he married. He asked me to marry him on our fifth date at church in front of the whole congregation. Um, he took myself and my two little children in. They were only four and six at the time. And he he married all three of us, basically. And then we had two more children, and now we have four. But, you know, God's grace and his love and mercy are so amazing. There is hope for everybody. Everybody falls short. Everybody makes mistakes. And so, um, you know, I'm living proof of how God can can turn around so many things, you know. Uh, with God, all things are possible. That is a, a profound, profound word with so much texture, a word of encouragement, an uplift that is substantial, lived through by you. 
Dr. Marla, and, and someone today who is listening, is, uh, has a heart that is crying out, maybe even crushed at this moment, as you have felt in years or decades of the past. But God has hope. God has a purpose. God has a plan. As you have felt, Dr. Marla, you have felt like you were marked by God, a listener today who, by God's grace, has been needing, as God would only know, to hear what you're saying to them about God's touch on their life. By the way, Dr. Marla, what was the name of that dear woman who so influenced you all those years? Her name was Kimberly Pace. Kimberly Kimberly Pace. Pace. Yes. Well, I'll tell you. Kimberly Pace. You talk about Kimberly Pace with uh, such affection because of how God used her. Uh, Perhaps today, dear friend, as you listen to Dr. Marla, there is a, a touch of God's grace through her voice, through her words, in a way or in a manner like, like Kimberly Pace was for her. The Lord sends Dr. Marla to you, perhaps also, dear friend. The Lord will use you in someone else's life to lift them up, to remind them that, don't forget, the Lord has touched you. There's a mark on you. There's a distinction for His glory, for His kingdom. Stay with us, drmarla.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life. On behalf of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, weekdays at 6 p.m. on WEZE and visiting drdanny.live for more resources. My dear friend, it is because of listeners and donors like you that we are able to spread the message of Jesus' love and bring hope to people like you, your family, and friends. Proverbs 11.25 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Will you prayerfully consider donating to Danny Yamashiro Ministries so that we may continue to broadcast the gospel so believers will be built up and non-believers may form a relationship with Jesus Christ? Visit drdanny.live to make a financial contribution today. That's drdanny.live. And thank you again for supporting The Good Life with Dr. Danny. May God richly bless you with The Good Life. This is Danny Yamashiro. Don Pick Benson wrote, When I was growing up, my dad was a farmer, not a Christian. He had little interest in faith, having been told by his father that the Bible was a fairy tale. But then a local pastor took an interest in my dad, asking if he could help plow the fields on the weekend. That one act of service spoke louder than words ever could to my dad. By his actions, the pastor made my dad feel loved, and that did more than any preaching could have. He didn't need convincing about the theological correctness of the Bible. He needed to feel God's love for him. This pastor met that need in a practical way, and that's evangelism. For more inspiration on evangelism, go to drdanny.live.
You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. And dear friend, you might feel like you're in a tough spot today, but the Lord is moving. The Lord is reframing, reshaping, setting up even a platform for you, for your ministry. I'm talking about none other than Dr. Marla. You can find out more about Dr. Marla at Dr. Marla. Org. She's an author. She's a speaker. She has been on. She has a television program. Her podcasts. The Lord has used her immensely. And who would have known? Well, of course, God knew, as the Lord knows you, dear friend. And the God, our God, is even through this moment, working in and through your life. Again, find out more. DrMarla.org. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of the last segment. Look, you can get this program in its entirety, free podcast. Just go to thegoodlifehawaii.com. I would say share it with a family member or friend. Encourage them. Dr. Marla, when did you become a believer in Jesus Christ? Well, Danny, that's a a very interesting question because... um, If I could give a specific time period, I cannot, because I honestly cannot remember a time when I did not feel like that Jesus was with me. However, I went to the altar many, many times growing up because I just wanted to be sure, because I would hear the pastor preach that we have to be born again. And I just wanted to be sure I was born again. And I was also baptized more than probably, I think I was baptized about three times because I wanted to be sure. But here's the thing, looking back, I honestly cannot remember a time when I didn't feel like God was pursuing me and when I didn't feel like he was with me. And I would have dreams about angels and I would write things that were unusual and so I, when I went to seminary, the first seminary I went to when I got my master's degree, and we were in classes, and a professor would ask uh, the same question, when and where were you when you got saved? And what I learned in seminary is there's other people like me, and I thought I was very different and unique and unusual because I can't really recall a specific time when I feel like that the Lord wasn't with me. But you know what? There are other people in the world that have that same experience. And so, um, again, I, I, I preach that we have to be born again. But I do understand that John the Baptist was born and leaped in his mother's womb. And he was born for a purpose. He was, he was the, you know, he was the one that pre-told that Jesus was coming and Jesus was there. He and Jesus were cousins. And so there are some people, I really believe, as you, as we have talked about soon earlier, that are marked for a purpose. And I'm one of those people that God chose to mark. I didn't ask him for that. He chose me to do for that. 
And so I, as someone chosen, I can either submit to that or I can run from that. And so uh, I probably spent a few years in the world running from that when I first got married the first time. I wasn't in tune with God like I should have been. But I learned during that time that the best place to be is to be in God's plan and his will and following him with all your heart. So sometimes I think we go astray. We make our own wrong choices. That doesn't mean we're not saved. But sometimes we go down a pathway that we know is a wrong pathway that the enemy has lured us into temptation and we've gone down the path toward that. But there comes a time when the Holy Spirit will speak and say, it, it, the Holy Spirit will wake us up and tell us where we're at, what we're doing. And it's time to get back on the track with God and, and be completely surrendered to him. And I'm telling you, there's nowhere I want to be other than completely surrendered with the Lord and have him fully guiding my life. Yes, being surrendered to God. What a place to be. There's a place of rest. There's nothing that compares. There's a place of, of assurance of God's God's resources, his strength, his guidance and protection. You were called to a speaking ministry. We, we talked about the mark the, or the distinction that the Lord has given. One of those places among many, uh, the Lord used you to help build a church. You preached in a revival in Zimbabwe, Africa. 389 people surrendered their lives to the Lord when were you when did you sense this uh, calling to speak and to to have the speaking ministry that you have today the calling to speak was very specific i was at a church and i was worshiping the lord at the altar there was a revival going on and the call to the altar was if you want more of god if you want to go deeper and with God, come to the altar and worship him. And I would say probably of around 50 or so people went to the front of the altar of a church of about 350 people. And there may have been more at the front. I, I don't remember for sure. And it was probably in about 2004, maybe. And I was at the front worshiping the Lord during worship and praise. After, you know, after they preached, um, and the Holy Spirit came over me so strongly, I felt his presence like I had never felt before. And actually, I, I mean, this is, this is very deep, but this is the truth. Um, I felt a breeze and the Holy Spirit really put me out into a place that that was like a heavenly realm for about two hours. Now, I thought it was about five minutes. And when I came to, I, I was actually on the floor out for about two hours in a heavenly realm that God had like a vision. I would call it a vision. And during that time, God gave me his word the Bible, held it out. I didn't see him in this vision, but I knew it was him. And he held, held out a Bible and he said, take my word around the world. When I woke up from that vision, everyone was out of the church except my pastor. 
And when I left the church, I wondered, I couldn't really understand what that meant, but I knew it was supernatural. I knew it was unique. And I knew God was telling me what I was supposed to do. Now, I didn't recognize that, Danny, as a calling. I didn't understand that that's what that meant. But I knew God was telling me what I was supposed to do. And so I didn't know what to do about it. Well, years later, the Lord called me to go to seminary and get a master's degree. And he started opening doors for me to preach at different places. And he called me to be a women's director at our church. And all kinds of things started happening for me to preach God's word. And then it, then I understood years later that that moment was a calling. It was a, it was a set of time part, a set of time aside, set of time by God to tell me what I, he wants me to do, specifically what he's called me to do. Now, when I, that was back in like 2004. And so today when I have, when I have problems in ministry or I get critics because anybody that is preaching God's word, you're going to have those, the enemy hates me. So you're going to have, you're going to have opposing forces. You're also going to have those that you're going to lead closer to God that are going to follow God deeper. And that's, that's a great, uh, uh, you know, that's the positive of what I do. But when I get the negative side of what I do, I always go back to that moment with the Holy Spirit. And I have no doubt, never a doubt, that I'm called to take God's word around the world. That's what God asked me to do. And I submit fully to his plan and purpose for my life. And I, and I thank him and I glorify him in all of it. To God be all the glory. Amen. I have no idea why he chose me, Amen. but I'm grateful because I'll do anything he wants me to do because there's no place I want to be other than in God's plan and purpose for my life. That is the greatest joy and peace is when we're in his perfect will and plan. You speak with such clarity, and we live in a day when clarity is needed because there are many choices. Someone might say, well, Danny, I don't consider them choices. I consider them distractions because I can go down so many different paths and so many different rabbit holes. And then when I hear the voices of others, they can sway the way I think or how I perceive a situation, how I perceive uh, a circumstance. But you, Dr. Marla, these voices, these uh, moments when people say things that could be quite discouraging to others, well, the Lord reminds you of the moment of your calling. My friend, as we go to break, I wonder about you. I think about you and your calling from God. Did the Lord speak to you? Have you forgotten about what he said? It's quite easy to do. I mean, hey, like I said, life is complicated. But the clarity that we hear today reminds us, go back, go back to the word. The reformers use this Latin phrase, ad fontes, go back to the source, back to the fountain, back to the pure word of God. What has the Lord spoken to you? What are you doing to fulfill that calling? Even in the midst of what might seem confusing, God can guide you and work that out 
for his purpose and for his glory. More with Dr. Marla, drmarla.org. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life. What can we learn about evangelism? Danny Yamashiro here. Rebecca Manley Pipper wrote in her book, Out of the Salt Shaker and Into the World. I once asked a woman if she felt comfortable about evangelism. Oh yes, she responded. I do it twice a week. Somehow it sounded more like taking multiple vitamins. Evangelism isn't just something you do out there and then get back to normal living. Evangelism involves taking people seriously, getting across to their island of concerns and needs, and then sharing Christ as Lord in the context of our natural living situations. For more inspiration on evangelism, go to drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. Sometimes these life lessons that have eternal impact are, are more caught than taught. And as we hear Dr. Marla, uh, we get that. But there's more. By the way, you can find out more about Dr. Marla, her ministry, her TV program, her podcast, her book, her resources at drmarla.org. Before we go on, Dr. Marla... I've I've read about you having a supernatural touch from God. I mean, you've just mentioned before our break, two hours felt like five minutes when you were there and the Lord took you to a, a place, a heavenly place while you were there in church, a vision, as you said. But when we speak about the supernatural, tell us a story of what happened with your brain. And what God did. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, during that time, I was a single mother. Uh, was probably the biggest challenging time of my life. The enemy wanted to kill, steal, and destroy me so bad. And I didn't understand at the time that I was called to do God's work. He tried every way possible to discourage me to kill, steal, and destroy my hope. I mean, every way possible. Um, I was accused of of being a child abuser at that time, falsely accused, which was ridiculous. I barely ever even disciplined my kids when they were little. Um, So I was falsely accused of that. I'd gone through a divorce. I was barely able to put food on the table for myself and my two children. And, I mean, it was a very challenging time. But then to top it all off, I had some health problems and found out I had a brain tumor on my pituitary gland in my brain. 
And I, I prayed and I asked the Lord, I, I said, God, with you, all things are possible. And I told God if he would heal me from this brain tumor, I would do anything he wanted me to do. And I, I told him I would, I would do anything. I went to my next appointment at the doctor's office, and they did some scans, and they were planning to get me a neurosurgeon to uh, remove the tumor. And that following appointment, after I'd prayed and, and spent time with the Lord, the doctor came in after those exams and he said, the brain tumor is gone. Oh, to God be all the glory. I'm telling you, God healed my brain tumor. I did not have to have surgery. And he supernaturally healed, naturally healed me. And I thank God for medical people. I thank God because I think our medical people, our medical system, I think they're gifts from God that we have the ability for medications, but there's also a great physician, a healer, Jesus, who can heal us. And so, you know, there are different ways God heals. Sometimes we do go through um, the medical system, but other times God can, God can supernaturally heal anybody at any time. And, you know, Jesus says, I mean, Jesus went to the cross and he died for our salvation, but he's also he died for our healing. I mean, he Jesus went about everywhere he went. He went about healing people. And by his stripes, we're healed. And so uh, there, God can totally heal anybody listening from anything. He's a healer. And, you know, I also have shared this before. Um, I was, I had claustrophobia. And uh, it was, it was a very, uh, it, it became disruptive in my life. And I would go different places and like elevators, for instance, or different things or getting on a roller coaster or whatever small place like deep sea diving. I couldn't do that. There's so many things that I couldn't do. And I knew that, that, that we don't have a spirit of fear, Danny, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what God's Word says. We don't have a spirit of fear. And so I, I knew that that was not from God. And so I asked the Lord, how could I get over claustrophobia? I know this is not from God, and I want to get over that. And so I felt like the Lord nudged in His prompting. The Holy Spirit nudged me and said, why don't you take a step of faith to get over claustrophobia. And I had the bright idea to go get scuba certified and go deep sea diving. Now, the last place a person with claustrophobia wants to be is a place where they feel like they cannot escape. So going into the ocean, down into the water, where you only have a piece in your mouth and on your nose to breathe with a tank on your back, Knowing that if you go down so many feet in the ocean that you can't quickly get up because you, you can't go directly up because you'll get, you know, you can hurt, you can burst your eardrums. That would be a step of faith for me to get over claustrophobia. And so I told my husband, I said, honey, why don't we take classes to get scuba certified? <laughs> and Danny, the look on his face was like, he, he has been with me so many times when I've had a claustrophobic nightmare experience 
And I told him I wanted to get over claustrophobia, that I knew God had not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I felt like that was my step of faith. So we did. We went and took classes. It took me time in the water. We started off in a pool getting our scuba training. We, they start you in a pool, at least where I was. And I would pray and I would claim that verse, I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I would walk it out in the water. I would go down a little bit and come back up. And I kept saying in my mind, the word of God, that I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Well, I did get my scuba certification from there, but then the big test would come out in the ocean. We went out on a boat, went out in the ocean, and I had to pray through, and I had to seek the Lord, and I had to claim that scripture. And I am living proof that you can get over claustrophobia. Now, I and I did scuba dive, and I've done it a couple of times. And I just want to say, someone that's listening, if you step those things out of where the enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy an area in your life, God is bigger. God can, you can overcome with God, all things are possible. You can overcome anything according to God's word. And so sometimes you have to take a step of faith and you have to go forward. Now, I am telling you to this day, there are times I still have to pray that verse and claim that verse. At times, the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy me to make me go back to where I was to have claustrophobia. But the enemy has no power over me. This is God's a good time. Power is greater. This is God's a good time. Power is greater. Dr. Marla, a time for prayer for someone who is experiencing literal claustrophobia or figurative claustrophobia in another part of their life. Yeah. But needing God to touch. You've experienced God's healing your brain tumor, your pituitary gland. You've seen the Lord work mightily in your life. Will you pray for a dear listener who is going through things that are hard to describe? But maybe I would be more accurate to say that though they can't describe it, perhaps you, through your experience, can sense what they are going through. But more than that, the Lord guide you as you pray for them. Would you do it, please? I would be happy to. Father God, we just come before your throne and we thank you. We thank you for all that you've done in our lives, God. We thank you that you were there and knew us even before we were in our mother's womb. It's because of you. There's no accidents on this earth. Everybody listening, every person, God preordained to be here. So God, we thank you that we're chosen that every person is chosen by you and we all have a purpose by you to do something on this earth. And God, I pray for the listeners who have experienced some kind of claustrophobia, like Danny said, whether it be figuratively or uh, they have a direct problem with claustrophobia. God, maybe they're dealing with claustrophobia if you're listening and you've dealt with some kind of fear in your finances, maybe you've dealt with fear in relationships, or maybe you feel trapped, like literal claustrophobia. Maybe you've dealt with fear. 
God, I pray that you lift that off of them in Jesus' name right now. I pray, God, that no weapon formed against the listeners will prosper. I pray, God, that your healing touch will touch them wherever they need healing because, Jesus, you're the great physician. And, God, I thank you that no, there is nothing impossible with you. God, we seek you for answers. You are our hope. You pour out grace and mercy. God, you, you don't condemn us, but you forgive us. And so, Lord, I pray that you do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine in the lives of listeners right now in the name of Jesus. There's nothing too hard for you, God, and we praise you for that. And so whatever their needs are of the listeners, God, I just pray you do a miracle that you step in and that those listening, I pray you, listener, will surrender your heart fully to Jesus. Give him all of you. And surrender all of you. And I'm telling you, you are going to see amazing things happen in your life. There is hope in the Lord. Nothing compares to Jesus. He is the good life. He is the the exceedingly abundant life. And so seek him for every answer. And, and just hang on to the Lord and allow the Lord to work through all situations. You know, though you walk through the shadow of the valley of death, fear no evil. God has a plan and a purpose. And what Satan does for bad, God's going to turn to good. And and there's no there's nothing that you've done in your past that God can't make into good because God is good. That's what he is. He is good. And so, God, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. We honor you. We You are excellent. And we stand in your presence with praise and glory to you. We thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' mighty holy name. Amen. 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 Dear one, as we go to break, think about, reflect on the Lord, the hand of God, who hears and answers prayers, has heard this prayer for you in your moment, in your situation today. Open your heart. Open your eyes. Look, see what the Lord is doing. Dr. Marla says, I glean from many real life experiences that seemed impossible to turn around. And yet, God turned them all around. This includes being conceived in an unplanned pregnancy, orphaned at birth. And after being in foster care for the first three months of my life, I was then adopted into a loving family and grew up with siblings from diverse ethnic backgrounds. Dr. Marla Woodman C. DrMarla.org, you can find out more. Stay with us. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. 
If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. Marla has worked closely with other ministries from various Christian denominations, denominations, backgrounds, including Sheila Walsh, Lee Strobel, Josh McDowell, and Jason Crabb. You can find out more about Dr. Marla at drmarla.org. She also wrote a book titled Love the Most. I want her to share a bit about that here in our last segment. But dear friend, remember, as she prayed for you, that the Lord is moving in your heart and in your life. Open up before God and let God work, have his way in and through you. Dr. Marla, you wrote about marriage, uh, love the most. Why did you feel led to write that book? Well, as you know, uh, the divorce rate in the world is really high. Um, And I learned from a mistake of being married for six years and remarrying and being married successfully with God first in our marriage for almost 22 years. I learned what God can do in a marriage. And so... During challenging seasons my husband and I have gone through, God would lead me to scriptures about marriage, and we would actually take turns praying the scriptures and talking about the verses about marriage. And it it got us through difficult seasons, and it brought us closer than ever. And so I felt like the Lord was leading me to help others learn how to draw closer to the Lord in their marriage when they have difficulties and challenges because I don't know of a marriage yet that hasn't gone through a season of challenges. And so God's word is the key. It is the key that can help us go through those times and draw closer to the Lord together. You know, there, there, there's not a marriage that can't stay together. I don't believe if they can't, if they don't put God first, they're not going to make it. But when you put God first in a marriage, I think you can go through anything together. And so this booklet basically talks about my journey being married to my husband for 22 years, how we met, but then it gives a lot of depth of hope to couples, and it gives insight to things that you can do to understand one another. And then it also ends with over 60 scriptures that God has given us in his word that can unite us greater than ever. And, you know, we should love our spouse the most. So love the most. We love God first, and then we should love our spouse the most right after God. Do you have 
an example or two to share from the book of some of the challenging experiences that you and your husband went through and how the word of the Lord helped you, strengthened you through those times? We, Yes, I do, Danny. Um, we went through a season where there was a particular family member that was really putting division between us. And what I didn't understand at the time was behind that is always the enemy. So when you when you face a challenge in your in your marriage, behind whatever that problem is, is the enemy trying to kill, steal, and destroy your marriage. He's trying to divide it. So there's the source, of course, and you could probably pinpoint a problem. But behind that is always the enemy. So you have to recognize it for what it is. But the enemy was using this person to really cause a lot of division. And we, we would, I would say to my husband, honey, could we just, could we, we would take turns every other night reading scriptures. Now this first started out, I wrote these down on a piece of paper and it grew over time. And so we would, we would read a scripture and then he would, we'd take turns every night. We'd read about three verses and then we would pray about those verses. You know what God says about marriage? To become one flesh. That's one I can think of. That's God's word. That, you know, no weapon formed against our marriage is going to prosper. And so we would pray those and talk about them and then pray together. We would thank God that he had put us together. We would thank him that, that, God is going to bring us through the season of challenges. And after we did that for about three months, during one of our hardest seasons in our marriage, we, we would talk about the verses, pray the verses, pray together. And after about three months, I realized that that burden was lifted. One day I just realized, you know what? We don't have that problem anymore. So if we if we look to God in all of our problems and seek him, he will get us through those valleys. And you'll come out on the other side of that stronger and deeper in love. You'll love the most. Love your spouse the most. But, you know, if God is not in the middle of your marriage, then it's probably, it's, it's not going to work out too well for you. Did that require? So if God is not in your marriage, you need to get him in your marriage because God is the key to hope and the key to overcome. Did that require any interaction with that person? Any kind of it did confrontation? Not. And the, or... the, you know, I would say you would have to look at what your problem is and, and allow God to direct. Mm-hmm. whatever problem you're having in your marriage and let the Holy Spirit guide in that particular situation. Um, I learned how to not allow that person to penetrate our marriage. I rose above that person and I don't react. That person was causing reactions in my, in my emotions, in my spirit. And what I learned is, not to allow the enemy to penetrate me, but me to overcome the enemy by not reacting. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we need to not react to what the enemy, you know, there's a bait. The enemy will put 
something in front of you to bait you, to tempt you. But if we can see it for what it is, the source, then we can back up and go, you know what? I'm not going to fall for your bait to upset me. I'm not going to fall for the bait to react and talk back or to allow this to bother our marriage. Sometimes you have to go above that and beyond it and go, you know what, God, I'm looking to you. I'm looking straight up to you, Lord, and I'm not going to react to the enemy's ways. Well, this is a timely moment because you can, as you share this, you prayed for God's intervening hand, God's touch on our listeners. Let's pray for someone right now who's having their own experiences, as you're describing in their marriage. Would you pray? We've just got a couple minutes, and then we'll wrap up our show. What better than to pray for our dear ones right now? Would you please? Yes. Dear ones, I pray that you will see the enemy for what he is, that God will open your eyes to the enemy's ways. I pray that you'll open your eyes to temptations. You'll open your eyes to how the enemy wants to divide how he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And I pray you see him for the source he is. Behind your problems in your marriage, the source is the enemy. God wants to bring you together in unity. He wants you to love the most, love unconditionally, and forgive and be kind and put God first. And so I pray that you'll seek God for your answers and you'll go to his word. The word is the key to unlock hope, deliverance, joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is all unlocked through God's Word and through the Holy Spirit. So I pray, dear one, that you will seek God in your marriage and allow Him to bring the unity. You are one flesh with your spouse, and I pray that that unity will come into your home, into your marriage, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Dr. Marla, you have brought a a fresh wind of God's grace by the power of His Spirit. So thank you for your availability, your willingness to share so openly about your life and what God has done. You're a blessing. Oh, praise God. Thank you. My joy and pleasure. It was great to be on your show. Courageous words from Dr. Marla, drmarla.org. My friend, God's timing is perfect. And there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And if you haven't done so, look, I believe this may be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to drdanny.live for next steps. Find resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and major platforms. Matthew 19, verse 26. With God, all things are possible. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Dr. Marla, drmarla.org. Until next time, along with my producer and creative director, Brian Torres, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today.
Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.